my name is Corbin Hannes from Maturian. I'm joined by my co-host Carl Bowden from Exemplify Leadership, and this is the Discovering Leadership Podcast. Carl, what are we talking about in this episode? Yeah, so we're going to continue our delegation series with living to each team member's strengths. Now, before we go into the topic, the purpose of this podcast is to invest in you, to invest in your leadership capacity. We want you to start instilling leadership values such as empathy, delegation, integrity. Yeah, so the purpose of this podcast is to invest in you, the foundations of leadership. We want to help you grow in your relationships, your strategy and your business, maybe your personal life, and help you to lead to your most authentic self. We want to lead leaders build a community of leaders so we can create positive change in our communities, our business, and our personal lives. So today's topic on living to each team member's strengths, we're going to be covering topics such as increasing diversity or specializing tasks when delegating and knowing our team members. We have to first know them in order to lead them. And we want to provide a sense of belonging for each individual that we lead. So first thing, we need to know our team members. We need to find out what our team members value, whether it's personally or professionally. We need to spend time with our people. Corbin, I don't know if you have any examples of, you know, of a leader that is invested in you, uh, both personally and professionally. Yeah. So I've got a good family friend of mine. Uh, he's, he's a good friend of my father's and, um, I'd say they're kind of business partners too. His name's Carl. Uh, he it's it's Carl with a K actually. Different Carl, but, um, this Carl, uh, Carl with a K, he he has a machine shop down down in Mulvane, just a little bit south of our place. And when my dad used to be a salesman, mm-hmm. and he would sell some machines to Carl, I believe, um, and they would go out to business meetings every once in a while. And my dad would bring me along, and we'd sit down, have lunch. He always likes to go to Mexican restaurants, and he always likes to ask me what I'm up to. Uh, ask me what, what I do. And he, there, there's one point in time where he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, uh, your dad told me you're starting a business. This was like right once I was getting started and he's like, Hey, let's go get lunch. I want to, I want to talk to you about it and see what you got going on. We sat down for this lunch and we actually didn't end up going to a Mexican restaurant at that time. We ended up going to Applebee's instead. Uh, but I, I gave him my idea. I was like, hey, here's big picture. Like what I really want to do. Here, here's my passion. Here's why I think I can do it. Yada, yada, yada. We were getting into uh, all, the, all the fine details and everything and ended up sitting down for probably an hour, an hour and a half. And by the end of it, I remember I went home. I was happy to share everything with them. And the next week went by and I got, a, I got a letter in the mail from, from Carl and I opened it up. It had a piece of scratch notebook paper and, uh, he, he wrote a very, very 
a nice handwritten note for me and it was very good words of encouragement and actually gave me sent me a check for a thousand dollars too he wanted wow. he wanted to invest in me and this was one of the first time this was pretty much the first time that anybody had ever invested in me mm. and um i framed that letter and i put it up on the wall in my office so i yeah i got it all the time to keep motivating myself I've noticed that in your office too, and it's just a normal sheet of paper. It's framed, but clearly that meant a lot to you for you to frame that up, put it on your wall and really refer to it every day. So right there, that is an amazing example of what it means for a leader to invest not only personally, but professionally as well. He, you know, he cared about you in your personal life and you know how you were doing he genuinely cared about that yeah and he wanted to know your plans for the future oh yeah and he he took his own personal time to sit down with me and he still does i try to keep up with him as much as possible i'm horrible at it Mm -hmm. Uh, but we will sit down every couple months for for lunch and talk about how things are going i'll get his perspective on stuff um, he always brings uh, one, of, one of his business partners with him as well. And I, I always love talking to him. So they take their personal time out of their day to help invest in me. And that's, that's something I'm never going to forget. Uh, then, as I mentioned, he financially invested in me too. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first people that's ever done that for me. And I can be nothing but thankful for that. I, and even at the time, I wasn't even asking for anything. I didn't really know that I, that I could or should. And at yeah. that point in time, he thought it was, it, was the, it was the right move for him. And I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, we need those people in our lives because that's what ultimately empowers us to do great things. Yeah. To be our true, authentic self when people start to invest in us. So as a leader, how can we invest in others to get to know them both personally and professionally? Because what happens in our personal life affects our professional life. Yeah. What happens in our professional life affects our personal life. So it's, it's very clear that we need to know the whole of a person, what they're about. Oh yeah, it's one one of the things that that Carl with a K um, had taught me was that the best thing you can do for your business and is invest in your people. Exactly, he is a walking example of it, and I've tried to live by his example as much as possible. So make sure it's like to me. You're always investing your time into your people, and that's that's one of the most key things that you can do for them exactly we have to find out you know what are their special skills maybe they're analytical maybe they're more creative maybe they're more people oriented or they like to spend more time alone and then what are their personality types too you know we want to match these skills these personality traits with ultimately the task that's going to fit them best fit the organization best yeah but it starts with knowing each individual person. Yeah. Now, we also need to have a mind of increasing diversity. When we increase diversity, we're leading to who people truly are. 
in their most authentic self. So what's great about diversity is that when we can bring people together for a common purpose while having all of these differences, that's where we get to that exponential growth. Yeah. Is through that unity. Oh, yeah. And it, it, you increasing diversity ties back to what you were saying by looking into what special uh, attributes, skills, personality traits that each of your team members have. Uh, it's if, if you take that time to sit down, learn more about their personality, learn more about what they're good at, what they're not good at, and then you're going to find out what that diversity within your team is, and you'll be able to utilize them towards their strengths. It, it's very, very important because, I mean, for somebody like myself, I've got a marketing guy on my team. Hi, Riley. I've got a admin that helps everybody out with their stuff. And I've got a tax accountant mm-hmm. right now. Three, three examples of people. If I were to make Riley start filing taxes for us, which first of all, he's not going to do. But if I were to tell Riley, he needs to start helping us out with tax returns because that's, that's what we need to get done. Mm -hmm. He's going to tell me to go F myself and (laughs) rightfully so at least you should. (laughs) uh, But that's because that's not his strength. It's, he's really freaking great at doing the marketing. Man, it's like I had him jump on my social media and everybody tells me my social media is going great. Everybody really loves it. They're paying attention to updates. They tell me about it whenever they see a new video get posted or whenever something else gets posted, whatever platform it's on. It's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And before him, when I was taking over that responsibility, I wasn't getting the same results. I wasn't having people come up to me and tell me, how was your marketing or, mm-hmm. uh, or telling me how my marketing was. Uh, that's because that's not my specialization. I had to look internally for that too and see, okay, what am I good at? And at that point, uh, it's making sure I can bring somebody on the team to fill in my gaps. I also have to look at my team members and say, do we need to bring somebody on the team to fill in their gaps? That's why we have that admin so that, okay, does Riley need help? Let's, let's make sure that our admin can help out with, with what he's got going on. Okay. Does our, our tax accountant need some help with stuff? Okay. Let's make sure that our admin can help out with that kind of stuff. Do I need some help with business development, whatever it might be. Then he's there for help. He helps fill in those gaps just across the board. It's, it's amazingly useful, but we all work together for the team in that special specialization of what, what we're best at. Uh, so that it's, it really comes down to innovation and really just trying to keep building on through, through diversity. Yeah. So when we can start innovating through these diverse areas or diverse people, then that's, you know, that, that gives us the opportunity to bring new ideas to the team and spark new products or services and really enhances the business in going, going forward. What I liked about your example, Corbin, is that you met your people where they were at 
you got to know them. Not only did you know them, but you catered to each of their strengths. You know, Riley, he was, he's not going to be doing some of the tax accountant stuff like you were saying. He's, he's more of the marketing uh, person that's going to get your service services out to the people. And at least I hope. Yeah, (laughs) at least you hope. And have you become more aware so you can start helping more and more people? But when we are diversifying, we're giving, you know, we're giving the business and the people an opportunity to innovate and think of new ways of doing things. You know, the same way of thinking brings stagnation to the business. Yeah. That's why we have to bring people with multiple different perspectives into the business so we can continually improve, continually learn in all the things that we do. When we're diversifying, we're expanding our resources. We are using each of those resources or those people to our advantage. Yeah. And since we have that diversity, we can go, we can go to Riley, for instance, you know, yeah. in marketing. We can go to Manon or Drew, some of your other employees, and go to them for accounting, whatever, whatever that may be. Each team member has their strength, but when they come together and unite, that's what makes the business. That's what makes life thrive. That's what makes businesses thrive is through that diversity. Now, Um, yeah, another point I just wanted to make on that is like diversity to a lot of people, uh, especially through movements in culture lately might mean bringing people from other cultures or ethnicities, races, whatever you want to think it is, religious, Mm -hmm. uh, into into your workforce. That's not the only definition of diversity. Or Diversity is across the board from strengths, personality types, yes, race and religion and ethnicity, culture – people's background Mm. is very important to that that's that helps them build those strengths that helps them build those personality traits and and creates their character but you gotta you gotta look across the board it's it's definitely useful to have people from different backgrounds it's definitely useful to have people from different races and cultures and everything else just make sure that you're you're not still only looking for the same strengths. You're not still only looking for the same personality types. You could have every different race in the same room, but if every single person is analytical and thinks the exact same way, Mm. they're probably not going to work together as a great team. Yeah. That's a really important point that you brought up too. There's multiple ways of looking at diversity. Yeah. It can be, it can be tasks, it could be different skill sets, it could be ethnicity, culture, race, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but as long as we have different perspectives coming to the table and uniting as one for one common purpose, that's what matters. Yeah. That's what makes the difference. So in living to each of our team members' strengths 
and knowing our knowing our people, increasing diversity, this is ultimately going to really have an effect on specializing our tasks or our positions within our business. When we do that, that optimizes how we do business. You know, a really good example of this is an assembly line. Yeah. In that assembly line, each person has that specific job, that specific duty, and they know it like the back of their hand. Yep. They know it perfectly. They know every single part about it. And they're ultimately being as efficient as, efficient as possible by really specializing in that task. It makes the whole team of it as efficient as possible. It's like the way I think of it applying to myself is if I bought a license to our tax software to be able to prepare tax returns for every person in the business, then that's going to cost me a buttload of money. That's going to that's gonna be very expensive. We pay a couple thousand dollars a year just to be able to prepare tax returns. And then we got to pay per return. Um, I buy a license for myself obviously, so I can review returns and do everything. I buy a license for my tax accountant and that's really about it. Mm. I don't think anybody else needs it. Uh, my, my admin, he could be helping out with that stuff, but that's not his specialty. Mm. He helps out with more general stuff. He does a fantastic job at it. I really love having him on the team. I don't think it would be much of a team without him. Mm. Uh, but to that, uh, to that coin as well, our marketing team doesn't need any access to the tax prep software either. Um, you, my leadership coach, I'd considered you on my team and psh, I'm definitely not giving you access to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything to do with it, so exactly. it doesn't matter anyway. Exactly. You don't need it. Uh, but overall, it's like, and just looking at it from a financial perspective, mm -hmm. you know, if I had to buy everybody a license, say licenses cost a thousand bucks each, then that's $5,000 right there. But I'm only buying two of them, you mm -hmm. know, from a financial perspective, that makes us a lot more efficient. Now, from a time perspective too, looking at it differently, if I had five different cooks in the kitchen, everybody had to look at the tax return before we sent it out. Now it would take forever to get that done that done because mm -hmm. then i'd have to send that to manon or manon would have to send it to me then i'd have to send it to drew then i'd have to send it to riley then i'd have to send it to carl mm. with the c and yeah. uh, it's that's just not efficient uses of our time whatsoever looking at okay who specializes in this area within the business who specialize on the team what's their purpose for it then Let's get them to do it. You know exactly. It's uh, another another example is that is I freaking suck at um, what is it editing graphics, digital uh, or what whatever it is like posting on social media, all the little graphics and everything. I am terrible at using like Canva. Yeah, Riley's <laughs> doing a great job, man. I couldn't be happier with it, his yeah. results, but I leave that up to him. Because he's great at it. It's like, I suck. And Drew, my, uh, my admin, he's doing, he can, he can use Canva a lot better than I can. He can, 
he can uh, edit graphic photos and man i'm lacking with the technical terminology i'm gonna get made fun of but <laughs> oh well it's to me it's like i can utilize droof but there's a specialist on the team yeah utilize that specialist let's put put all those tasks on his plate to make sure that he can really own it too well you're seeing the good in others exactly that is the ultimate you know quality of a leader or at least one of the necessary qualities of a leader we have to know the good in others we have to seek the good the strengths in others to help them to live to their full potential now i heard that you made it very clear with each team member what they need to do the same thing with this the assembly line example as well we don't want to overcomplicate things and you know if we have too many tasks that really reduces our effectiveness in what we do now after we have specialized tasks we've increased diversity we know our people we want to provide a sense of belonging for each team member and when we're catering to their strengths that provides that sense of belonging we want them to make them feel proud of what they do oh yeah we we need to show that they matter you know there's uh there's a contribution that each team member has the ability to make and that that contribution can make a difference we have to show our people that they can make a difference this is their opportunity to create a positive change in their workplace in the people that they serve in the lives that they live so when they do well by living to their strengths we can recognize our people publicly with a job well done yeah you know when they lead in their strengths that's going to happen but it's our job as leaders to appreciate that to show them that they matter to show them that this is what you're meant for this is your opportunity to make a difference when we do that that amplifies the entire organization it helps make them feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves oh yeah it, it's it's very important uh, to have specialization so that people can feel as productive as possible when if it's like if you're in a working in a restaurant and your job is just to run around and put out fires and you have to take care of everything it's like some some people can be very very overwhelmed by that that might work for others but the majority of people are going to get very overwhelmed and they're going to be looking all over the place because they're running all over the place and they're going to feel lost because their responsibilities are scattered and that balance 
of what they're supposed to be doing and what they're not supposed to be doing doesn't necessarily exist or that line between the two not necessarily balanced but the line between what you are or what you should do and what you shouldn't do is a lot more blurred now if you have that purpose behind you like say Manon's purpose he shows up and he gets tax returns done and he does bookkeeping for clients he knows exactly what he's doing he shows up he gets right to work he does a fantastic job mm -hmm. and uh I gotta make sure I tell them all that. It's like we we sit down, we review work together. Uh, I'll if I have a project for him, I'll hand it off to him. I'm like, hey, let me know when you're done with this. Here's when I'm expecting it to be done, um, or here's when I'll I'll catch up with you on it, uh, and then I'll schedule a time, say a couple days after that, so that we can sit down, look over it together, and make sure that we work out the kinks before we call it finalized. Yeah. And then he feels a lot more involved because he's taking over the project on his own, mm -hmm. but he gets to see his successes at the end. And if he has any shortcomings, he gets to learn from them. That way, the next time he has that project, he builds upon it. Mm -hmm. He understands why the things, uh, the, the shortcomings existed and what he can do to make sure that they don't happen again. Um, and he gets that opportunity to look forward to the next project mm -hmm. because he knows exactly where his place is in the business. He knows uh, what kind of tasks are handed off to him. That way, whenever we get new sales in or we get new clients, I'm like, hey, we got a new client. He knows exactly what that means for him. That's drilled into his head as, sweet, I got a tax return to prepare. Or, mm. awesome, I got some bookkeeping to do. Whatever it is, something to keep him busy, you know? And that's, that's very important for him and anybody else, realistically, to feel that involvement and understand their purpose and that what they're doing has meaning. Yeah, that's huge right there. What they do has meaning. They're excited to come to work every day. They have the opportunity to live in their strengths. Yeah. They have the ability to create that positive change through their day-to-day -day tasks. But, you know, you had mentioned you had gave them the opportunity to look forward to something yeah. that could be just their, pur their purpose, their personal strengths, or maybe it's an added benefit from the job. Maybe it's a promotion or increase in pay, maybe some free time oh, off yeah. prizes, things like that too. Yeah, don't like don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot of purpose within the job and um, specialization is great. But as I was saying, bringing it back to the very, very first topic that we were going over. Invest in your people. Exactly. Invest your time in them. Figure out what's best for them personally. Uh, if if Manon gets bored of filing tax returns, we'll find a different solution. If he doesn't want to do tax returns, then I'll say, hey, what do you want to do? Because I'm not going to force him to do tax returns. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, if I try to, then he's not going to do a very great job at it. You know. Well, that's that's not good leadership either. When we're forcing exactly. anyone to do anything, we have to inspire people to be great. Get them to want to do it rather than feel like they have to do it. Yes. When they can contribute to something that they want to do, there's going to be a lot more investment in that. There's going to be much more ownership 
within the tasks that they do every single day. So when delegating, what are we doing to live to each member's strengths? When we live to their strengths, that's when we can get the most out of the business. Now, for our next episode in the delegation series, we're going to be covering creation of, we're going to be talking about creation of time and space to strategize. As leaders, we have to really take a step back, figure out what's coming next based off of what we have been through. So you can catch the next episode uh, every other Tuesday. Uh, so not this next Tuesday, but the Tuesday following, you can catch it on whatever streaming uh, service that you use. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Feel free to check us out on that. And then also make sure that you go to Enturian.com. That's E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. And you can check out ExemplifyLeadership.com as well. We post updates for the podcast on all of our social media. You can also tune into the video format of the podcast. If you want to watch us talk to each other um, or watch us interview any of our guests, then check out the Enturian YouTube channel. Again, E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. So that leads us to wrap up. We want to make sure that nobody out there forgets. What is it? Alone we survive, but together we thrive. <laughs>